Lily here has a message for Mr. Elon Musk. Elon, if you don't want your stock to drop, don't say it should be lower, you idiot. You dum dumb. This is the meat of the podcast. <laughs> have you ever have you ever caught your have you ever caught your profile reflection in the mirror? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 This shit feel like I won't ever make it home. Graphics back the fuck up to get off of this road. Flipped on the gas, I swear to God, I'm in my zone. This is She's in Russia. I'm Smith, and I'm currently in St. Petersburg also. And I'm Lily, and I'm in St. Petersburg, and I'm sitting across from Smith. And we have a kind of different type of episode for you this week. Surprise! <laughs> you thought we were going to make content that made sense, had a narrative, and had good research. and We decided to screw all your expectations and... Get drunk instead. <laughs> get drunk instead. So actually, yeah, in honor of a few things, Smith being here in St. Petersburg, visiting me, exploring and realizing a common stereotype about Russians, we decided to drink vodka and record strangers yeah. speaking to us. Yeah. I mean, you should tell them what the word is. Yeah. So what we did, what we did last night, we're also kind of struggling, at least I'm struggling right now, because we did this recording excursion last night, vodka drinking excursion, and I am a hungover. I'm a dehydrated, red-faced little muffin. I'm going to introduce the kind of idea behind this excursion we went on, because it's not like we just went bar hopping. What we went was Rumichnaya hopping. Rumichnaya tour. Rumichnaya tour, meaning we only went to this specific type of establishment called a Rumichnaya. I'm saying it like completely American, but it's okay. How do you say it in Russian? So Lily, what is a rumichnaya? Well, I'm glad you asked, Smith. <laughs> but okay, so I'm, first I'm going to explain, what I want to explain what a rumichnaya is, and then I want to give a little bit more context for like the idea behind our tour of them, our little excursion. In the end, we did actually record random Russian people speaking to us in English and Russian, but we're going to present some clips after that. So that's how this episode is going to go. Okay, so Rumichnaya, it's a really, has a really cool history. First, I'm going to talk about the etymology behind the word Rumichnaya and what it means. Um, it comes from the word for rumka, which is the word for a small glass for drinking either like strong, like spirits, hard alcohol, or like fortified wines, like you might have like... Oh, like mold wine? No, no. Fortified wine means like like Madeira, like those more oh, intense kind of... That you like would drink out of a clay pot. You are just... <laughs> you, no. You would drink them from a, a, a room cut, which is like basically it's also but defined by... But they pour it out of a clay pot. <laughs> no. So you just don't know what this is, but you're going to Google it later and other people know. I think this is something... It has to do with being from Oregon. No, it <laughs> Oregonians just don't know anything. <laughs> Slash all our beverages come out of clay pots. Yeah, well, 
only clay pots and they don't know the difference between polar fleece and cotton. <laughs> I want to explain what a rumka is. It's also defined by its shape, which is that it's like it's like a shot glass, like a glass shot glass, slightly narrow at the bottom, but it has a stem. It's like a tiny baby wine glass, kind of imagine. And they come in all different shapes and everything. In English, we say shot glass when we're talking about doing a shot of any alcohol or doing like a mixed shot. And in Russian, there's three words that are used. There's rumka, which is <coughs> what I just described. There's stopka, which is um, what we think of more as a shot glass, like a flat-bottomed little glass guy. And there's the word shot in Russian, like shot. It doesn't mean the glass or like the thing that you do. It means almost like a mixed drink in a small glass, like a flavored, you know, when you can get like a shot that's like layered or flavored or something with like different alcohols and like syrup and stuff. Okay. That's a shot. So like you don't have like a shot of vodka, you have like a a rumka of vodka, like a stopka. I learned that the hard way by being embarrassed. (laughs) So the word rumachnaya, it's an adjective. Rumachnaya what though? Blanking, I don't know. But it's an adjective from the word for this little glass, this little glass with the stem, rumka. I like to translate the, them as like vodka houses because you can get lots of types of liquor there and even some of them have beer at this point, but like... Even beer, wow! The classic thing you associate with these places is vodka and drinking vodka by the milliliter. Like say you order like 150 milliliters and you get like a kind of like, yeah, like a, fl- like a flask that looks like a chemistry flask. Yeah, like with a bulbous body and the narrow neck. It's called a round bottom flask. Our biologist is giving me the technical term. So I just wanted to say that the history of these lovely places, which I sort of translate as vodka houses in my head, begins in the 19th century, actually. So before the Soviet Union. But apparently then it was like, like these places opened as sort of with design for people, probably mostly men, to just come in and have like a quick drink. And the Rumichnaya as we know it now and the ones that are like, when you go on a little excursion around Petersburg, Rumichnaya are more the soviet ones because during the soviet union this became one of the like official categories of social food production you know what i mean there's like food and drink production everything has categories and rumichnaya's during the soviet union apparently there was a like a big flock of them in the 60s like a push more of them opened um and they were under the category in the soviet union of snack specialization (laughs) it's literally called zakusichni specialization zakuski is like is like snacks or like appetizers or like little things on a menu you'll have a section that's like where it would be appetizers in english would be zakuski so they're in the category of snack specialized places that's an important thing to note because these types of establishments they're very simple they just have like hard alcohol oh also only russian alcohol Maybe you have some beer on tap, and then you have food in the form of usually like pieces of bread with stuff on it. So it can be pieces of bread with like anchovies on it. That's what kilka is, by the way. Anchovies. When did we talk about kilka? It's what we ordered at the first place. Oh. It can be like melted cheese, a lot of like meats to like sausages or like whatever. Just very simple open faced sandwiches, basically. Just got a slab of bread, you got some herring or something, and maybe some onion, pickled onion. That was really yummy. Oh, also maybe some potato, boiled potato, sliced, and you put that with the that was my oily herring. Yeah, oily herring, and then like a dark bread. A dark bread, though sometimes they give you the white fluff. And apparently during the Soviet Union, these places were like called, not rumachnaya, but 
Butterbrodnaya, or Butterbrodnaya, and Butterbrod is an open face sandwich. Yeah. So they were like named for the sandwiches. So the focus was more on the like food element. But that's obviously not why people went to them. <laughs> people went to them to drink. And just like in the 19th century, as they were opened to be kind of like a, a place where you get a quick drink, it's not a place where you like sit and spend time. That tradition prevailed and like throughout the Soviet Union, at least in the romantic or like the sort of legendary vision of what it was. It was the same thing. Like mostly men go there. There are tall tables often, like the first place we went to. You would order at the bar. Oh, that's important also. You'd order at the bar because within the Soviet category of snack specialization, within that category, there are two types. There's like the first class or first category one, which has service, table service, and like servers. And then there's the second type, which is what Rumenschneiders fall under, and that's the kind where you like order only at the counter. Nobody serves your table. You would like maybe go in and you get like whatever, however many milliliters of vodka you want. It comes in like the chilled round glass thing. You get the number of shot glasses you want, and you order some zakuski, and then you potentially would eat it standing up at one of those tall tables okay. and, and drink. On the Wikipedia page, <laughs> got a little passage from a novel that was like an ode to Rumichnaz. It was focusing on and praising the sort of sparse, laconic, almost like functional nature of like how how you drink there and how you eat there. Like, you know, you just go in and there's none of this like frilly talk where you like, you know, spend a long time like chatting or whatever. You just go in, you get your vodka, you get your, your little cheese or your fish bread and you just like drink it back and then leave. We didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, we definitely did some lingering. So I think the the way that we should walk people through is we should just start at the first place and we'll like kind of that one we don't have any recordings from, but we'll just describe our experience. And we kind of collected people as we went. We started with just the two of us. And then by the end of the tour, we had six people. We made friends. We made friends. Of alcohol. We were too nervous in the first place to interview anyone. The, the format was that we have um, this lovely microphone that my little brother gave me for my birthday like a portable mic the plan was just to go up to people in these places and talk to them about anything in english we went to some of the more like maybe popular ones maybe i can describe that difference later by choosing these places we're kind of choosing places where there's a higher chance of like no one speaking English or versus just like a regular hip bar where like more people might speak English. Yeah, like yeah. these aren't hip things, but they're like hip in a nostalgic way. Some of them at least. Yeah. Like definitely there is that element. And like going on a Rumenschneider tour isn't something that I made up or we made up that is a thing that like people do. Unfirmed. Specifically <laughs> we <weren't sure. laughs> but specifically sort of like hip young people. It's not like a thing that like the real the, yeah, the, the alcoholics stuff. aren't going on a tour. Yeah, the regular guys, mostly men who, who actually like are in these places most of the time, who are regulars, they aren't going to like bop around probably. They'll probably just go to their place. Oh, and the other most important thing is that they are open only like during the day and most of them close by 9, 10, 11 p.m. So they, they close early and they open so early. this is a day drinking tour, It should have will. been a day drinking tour, but we started early evening rather than yeah. when we should have started. What's the name of the first place we went to? Rumich that. It's basically just called ca maybe Cafe Rumichna, but it's it's one of the very well-known older ones. 
And we went there and it was just the two of us at that time. And I was thinking that I wasn't actually going to want to drink vodka because I hate drinking vodka. Um, I think we have one recording from that actually that I want to play. Oh, boy. And so now we're making an episode on the go, as they say, on the move, walking. It's only us, but we're planning on talking to other people because we're brave and we're not scared of people. And we are going to talk to the real people around us because we're in Russia. <laughs> Thanks, Beth. So we were there briefly. We ate some food. We drank a little bit of vodka. I hated it. And then we met Lily's friend, Nastia. And with Nastia, we went to the next place, which is like the meat and potatoes from Mishnaya. This place, Mayak. And like, you said it was the meat and potatoes, but like, the thing about Mayak is that... It like yeah, it is like a real old school Rumichnaya by all means. It's the most like kitschy one I've ever seen. Like the decoration yeah. is intense yeah. Soviet kitsch. Yeah. Like hanging really ugly curtains and things on the wall and like bobbles stuff. Lenin portrait. Putin portrait. <laughs> Putin portrait. Lenin bust wearing a hat. Yeah, Marx portrait. But there was a lot of people in there and younger people. And at, at this place, Nasia told us how to drink vodka properly. Nas, tell us about how you need to drink a shot of vodka. So yeah, I googled an article about how to drink vodka because I had a really bad hangover and I thought that I might be doing something wrong. So there was a guy who wrote an article and it was published in some, well, what looked like a legit biological magazine. Uh, And it was pretty hard to read, so I think it was smart. You know, so he said that first of all, you are supposed to drink a lot of water, what we are literally doing right now. Uh, so good, and that you should like before you take a shot, you breathe like on the what is it surface? Yeah, surface of uh, your vodka because like some kind of shit just lives there, like, and you can yeah, it's like because of some chemical stuff, and so it's like when you like breathe it away, is it a blow it away blow blow Blow. okay when you blow it away it's like it's a better vodka you know so you can like with your mouth you can do your make your vodka much better than it's like and all those bacteria are just poof she tell us how science works the other thing i wanted to just mention about mayak is that like though it is legit and has all this like soviet atmosphere and stuff it's near a kind of popular hip bar area neighborhood and it attracts like a solid mixture of hip normie and then like sort of more intense just like old older (laughs) alcoholic people or just older people but actually it really it attracts like mixed ages and genders i mean it's still it's still one of the classic ones it closes at 11 and everything but it just like doesn't have this like it's almost like scary nitty gritty feeling of some of the other ones. Nitty gritty, <laughs> nitty gritty, gritty. just gritty, not nitty. <laughs> Without the nitty, but um, one thing that is there, which is in all every good room each night, is like basically the service, the servers. So you order at the bar, right? It's mostly women. It's always women working there, as far as I've seen. And they're like women in like okay, if there's a classic sort of like in American lore and reality, there's sort of a classic like diner waitress, right? Who like wears a lot of makeup and has like sprayed and hair. And calls you hun. And calls you hun. Yeah. <laughs> that image, that like persona, there's like sort of an equivalent of that in like the room which night ladies. The ladies who, who are behind the bar and the ladies who... Only that it's also an archetype, not that it 
is actually the equivalent of like a hun. No, yeah, they're not like <laughs> they're not like hun at all. They're just like sim- they're like both archetypes. In the room which now they wear like little kind of like blue aprony things. You order vodka and you get it right away at the bar. But if you order food, it comes. They bring it to your table. One of the women will bring it to your table, and she also clears things up. She like comes with a plastic tray. And she like puts a tray down on the table and is like, "What can I take?" <laughs> like. Yeah, so at that place, we're like, okay, we need to actually start recording people because we need content for our podcast. Lily needs to to go and talk to somebody. So there was this, like, cute-ish boy who was just, like, tall and kind of beardy. And Nastia's like, go talk to the cute boy. Go talk to the cute boy. So Lily stands up. She goes, "Ah," she has a recorder. She walks over to him. And he turns out to be German. I knew he wasn't Russian. (laughs) I could see it. Everyone was like, he's Russian. He's Russian. I was like, I think he's American. Turned out he was German. He was German. But we have a little clip of him talking about what he thinks about St. Petersburg. I really like it. I studied here, but I went to Moscow. But I always liked to come back. Good friends here. And I like the spirit. Like Dostoevsky was writing about uh, historical smell. I like the bad, say, bad, bad smell that is like connected to the, to the city. Yes. And I think it's like true what he says. Like it's like, I don't know. It's like a great poor like poor city, but poor just that doesn't mean that it's not that it's not sexy. So okay. St. Petersburg is poor but sexy. That is such a bizarre description of St. Petersburg. I'm just saying, poor but sexy. Number one, and also this Dostoevsky quote. The fact that he quoted Dostoevsky saying the city smelled bad. It's just like honestly, people using sexy out of the context of like traditional sexy really bothers me. I'm like, you don't need to talk about like software being sexy because it's just never going to be sexy. I think a website design can be sexy. No, no, I hate juicy. that. Can be, no, it's not juicy. It's good. It's aesthetically pleasing. Pleasing on the eyes, even if you want to get a little sexual, but things are not sexy when you like make a button on the internet. No. Oh, so by now it's like me, it's Nastia's with us, and then yeah, Vanya had joined us, my other friend. Yeah, we got a little crew going. Yeah, and we were getting, we were getting like, you know, a little, just like a little bit. Loosened up. A little loosened up. You know, we're eating our bread and herring, we're drinking vodka. And there's this group behind us, and we're, we're talking, or Lily's talking to them, and none of them really speak English that well. But they're like, no, our friend, he's, he's here, he's going to come back and sit down, and he's the one that speaks English. Our friend speaks English. So, so this is us speaking to the friend that speaks English. Genia. My first time to America was two years ago, and my last time to America was the second one, actually. I was there twice. I was there for job. So I went there for work, I went to Maryland, and it was like really close to Washington DC but I went there for like three days for work and I was working 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 wasn't hotel back to work hotel back to work and then uh, it's radio radio business because no I, I don't really do the radio stuff I do the software uh, side because we, we have a company in Russia doing a very specific uh, software for radios it's for professional radios. It's not like radios like uh, walkie-talkies between my, me and my my daddy. It's like professional radios between the the guys like uh, the guys in trucks. Uh, um, so tell me, like, why are American companies asking Russian companies to come set up their radio? It might sound uh, unmodest, but it is like this. It's a funny thing, but it's like Russians are quite smart. 
And uh, in my business, uh, business, the two main companies competing all over the world. It's not. It's not only about America. It's everywhere. We compete in Australia. We compete in Africa, uh, South America, everywhere. The two main companies competing all over the world are one is from here, from Saint Petersburg. The other one is the funny thing from Tomsk, West Russia, Siberia. So, so then um, at the end of talking to him, we had the recorder off, but then he wanted to tell us what he thinks Americans or foreigners should know about the Russian people. Can you explain what he said off record? Yeah, so off record he was just being like, you know, foreign people need to understand that like Russians are real people also. Like we're real people, we're kind people, like we just like sharing and helping. He was saying this because he had just given us like a free shot of alcohol on the table. It was like, yeah, they were like sharing their vodka with us during this yeah. during this conversation. Yeah. So and he's like, we're just like people, we're just like real people. And we're like, oh, we need, can you, can you repeat that? Let's turn on the recorder. So I turn on the recorder and this is what he said instead of that. No, I said Russian people like other people. And we enjoy talking, we enjoy, we enjoy just being together. Whenever I go somewhere outside Russia, I meet foreigners and they ask me, whoa, you're from Russia. How are you? How, how do you do? And I say, you know what the main Russian hobby is? Let me show you. It's hugging. <laughs> That's what I always tell the people when I go outside Russia so they didn't know what Russians are like. <laughs> the main Russian hobby is hugging. Hugging. <laughs> hugging. No, but this was a really great image because he was talking to us. For some reason, the three of us are standing. Because we're kind of going. Yeah, we're like getting ready to go. And... He's holding a shot this whole time, and he's like, sort of, it's almost like he's giving a toast. Yeah. And he's like, the main Russian hobby, you know what it is? And like in that moment when he paused, he does the shot. He's like, the main Russian hobby is, and he does the shot. And we both were like, oh, he's saying the main Russian hobby is doing shot, like drinking vodka, like whoop de doo But then he just like does the shot, puts the glass down, and comes in for a bear hug. And he's like, hugging. <laughs> so great. So then after um, that, we, we left that place and we went to this third place, which is, we got there late. It was like 1030 10 and they were they closing close at 1030. Yeah. Um, and it was this really adorable little place down a few steps. It was really small, maybe like 10 20 people. by 20 feet. Yeah. And um, just one woman working there behind the counter. Just the way it was just cute because like Nastya came up. She was like, we're closing, like, we're closing now. And Asya was like, oh, can we just get, like, one round? And we, like, she was like, will you make it in five minutes? <laughs> can you do it in five? And we were like, yes. So, yeah, we got, did we just get lemon with that? Oh, no, no, we, no, we, we got, got herring. We got herring. Yeah, it was good, too. It was good yeah. herring. And then we went out on the street, and these two guys that had been in there but had, like, kind of walked out when we walked in were standing out on the street and... Wait, what? Oh, apparently, like, when we were having this conversation with them on the street and, like, introducing ourselves and stuff, uh, they said that they had been in Mayak, like, just before at the last place, and they had seen us. They're like, we saw you. So they were doing a Rumichnaya tour also. Oh, yeah. Coincidentally. Yeah. But I'll just play really quick Ilya saying hello. 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 
Do you speak a little English? Just a little English. Oh my god, I'm so annoying. Do you speak a little English? Just a little English. <laughs> Do you speak a little English? I'm like doing my whole voice accent thing. Trash. So, so then at this point, it's five of us. So it's Nasia, me, Lily, Ilya, and Piotr. And then we all get into a cab and we go to the last place. Yeah, because we... Uh, so this will be the fourth place. It's 10.30. And we know all of the other places are going to close at 11.00. And turns out these guys are also doing, before he even heard what we were doing, he said, um, Piotr said, we're doing a Rumichnaya excursion. <laughs> and uh, we were like, we are too! <laughs> and that's sort of, for, in their minds, they were just like, when you're trying to drink for cheap, you go to Rumichnaya. Yes. Yeah, so that's the point. So like, talk, can you talk about how cheap it is, actually? Yeah, like, since you're ordering by the milliliter, you can control how much you want to spend. For example, we got 200 milliliters the first round at Mayak, plus bread and herring for everyone, plus a big bottle of mineral water, and the whole the total was like 400 rubles, which is like about $8, 7 or $8. Yeah. So it's like really cheap. Yeah, these guys like we all take a cab together, we squeeze into we squeeze five people into a cab, and the boys sat on each other's laps, which was funny. That is funny, actually. You and I didn't offer to sit on each other's laps. The boys sat, one boy sat on the other boy's lap. We had our backpacks. They had backpacks too, but ours are structured leather yeah. backpacks. <laughs> our backpacks are too structured. In the cab, we were just kind of like introducing ourselves. At one point, because we said like Olivia and then Smith, and they were like, Smith? Smith? And we were, I was like, Smith. Because it's Smith. easier, because there's no TH sound in Russia, in Russian. So we go to this place, it's called. Rumichnaya friendship. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like one of the only 24-hour ones, which means it's not exactly a classic real one because like they should close early. But this is 24 hours, and it's big also, which is like not normal. Like they're right. it's big, and you walk up steps to get into it, and it's extremely <laughs> brightly lit. Extremely brightly lit, and the the floor is like white tile that you'd find in a bathroom yeah well they usually have tile floors easier but it to just, clean it yeah but it just feels it almost feels like yeah somebody should be like hosing it off or something while you're there this establishment this last one friendship had like picnic tables right yeah so like long not tall tables but like normal yeah. low tables with, with benches, benches. Yeah. and it was it's it was really big so there's like a back room as well but we're in the front room and there was already like a big party of people sitting at one long table then there was like a loner guy who looked a little bit rough in the corner and then there was two guys that looked like they're from oregon <laughs> Smith, we, we, yeah they yeah. looked they looked like they were, they were just like wearing flannel and like carhartt-esque things and like hiking shoes and beards and they had backpacks yeah and then there was the like quote-unquote security guard who sits at a separate table like in reading home. his ipad <laughs> yeah and he's there to like break up fights and stuff or like just like watch make sure no one's getting too rowdy yeah so we come to this place and at some point when the boys so now we have our boys Ilya and Piotr and then their friend comes Sasha yeah and then when they're introducing Sasha to us I feel like he was like I feel like Smith and Olivia are one person <laughs> wait I didn't know that yeah, either yeah he said something like who he, Piotr or Ilya Ilya he was like this is Smith and this is Olivia, but I, they're like one person. <laughs> <laughs> they don't speak English and I don't speak Russian. So like there's a lot of just like interacting in like 
non-language ways where I'm just like, bleh, bleh, bleh. yeah, I kind of forgot about that because like they were just everyone was just speaking Russian at the table for a lot most of the time, yeah. and you're just like sitting there, but yeah. you weren't like bored. I feel like no, you're like no. interacting. I mean, I would like look at the person who was speaking Russian, and like they would look at me, so they weren't like ignoring me. Yeah, and like <laughs> sometimes like Lily would translate, or sometimes Nastia would translate, and. I don't know. It was but just it like was a, just... it was like a good jovial environment, and you can just kind of like make your body be like I'm jovial. Yeah, and you like, don't actually have to say anything because like, everybody's getting so drunk at that point anyway that like they're not saying yeah, anything. Exactly. <laughs> like whatever conversations we were having around that table were completely meaningless. So like it's basically like I don't remember them anyway. So it's basically yeah. like they didn't have it. So yeah, it's like this kind of glaring bright light. You stand in line, you order your. It doesn't vodka. feel as bad as it sounds, or did yeah, it at the time? It felt totally jovial yeah. and great, but I yeah. feel like if you go in there so you'd be like oh yeah yeah but it was totally like warm we were like having a warm time and we were you know like assessing the characters around us one thing that happened was we had a little like miss stereotyping which was interesting because we came in and we saw this that long table the big group of people they were sitting um with the tv playing the football match right over them but i was just like associating them with this football match they were all like young in their like 20s and one of them um was a bigger guy like muscular beefy guy his face was all like bashed up like he, yeah, like bloody, he got bloody, in a fight yeah bloody uh, like black eye bloody lip yeah. nose and smith pointed that out first she's like oh that guy got in a fight and like something about that and then one of them also started chanting Russia будет свободна but like chanting like Russia будет свободна and he, everybody else at the table is sta- sitting and he's standing holding his glass in the air like a toast chanting this yeah yeah really loud and Russia will be free yeah Russia will be free I wasn't thinking of the meaning of the phrase so much as the way he was chanting and the like at some point there was like clapping and yelling from from the table i yeah. thought that they were like really intense football fans because those people exist here especially and soccer soccer that's what we're talking about real real football fans and i thought that they were kind of like the sort of like the intense kind of scary type who like get in fights because that because of that guy's like bloody face i thought oh he got in a fight over like a football match and like that that's what that is and like they're yelling and chanting things and like talking about like russia in an intense way i just was getting like patriotic sort of like uber brute vibes yeah but we were wrong (laughs) we were wrong yeah we ended up talking to them later and we figured out we were wrong what are you gonna play from there basically i'm gonna play a clip after this guy says like russia will be free russia will be free there there's this altercation so i turned on the recorder and lily kind of narrated what was going on so i'm gonna play that that was intense that guy's that guy's being like he's 18 he's only 18 he doesn't know what he's saying that's like what he's saying he's like he's only 18 one of the guys is being like russia will be free and then like the security guard is like or not not the security guard the other guy's like what do you mean will be it already is free yeah so basically this this like young kid is like chanting russia will be free and then this guy who's sitting by himself in the corner like drinking his vodka and looking at his phone like stands up and is like what do you mean russia will be free it already is free he's like an older guy and then basically like the table just like clears like everybody stands up and is like no he's only 18 it's fine like but the security guard comes over and there's just like a lot of menacing going back and forth and then like i think they kind of send the 18 year old outside to like cool down while they like figure out the situation and then everybody sits back down yeah, but then I guess they got the, the the guy who was like really upset about it. The guy in the corner was like, you know, some conservative, probably like po- pro Putin esque person who took the chant like Russia will be free as this implication that Russia is under some sort of like 
governmental control that causes it to not be free yeah and he took umbrage with it we're we're sitting there and one of the guys from that that other table comes and walks over to us and is like talking to us about the bottle that our alcohol is in like nothing particularly interesting but then basically we didn't we were kind of like trying not to talk to any more men and we wanted to talk to a woman and we're like do you guys do you have any girls in your group that want to talk to us And he's like well my wife is here and she's a feminist and so am i <laughs> and so we we go to talk to the to his wife whose name was christina and unfortunately we ended up going outside and it was too windy to pick up that much basically she was just telling us about how she's been like working on her husband and her brother and her her this big friend group who was like mostly men to like turn them into like everyday feminists and she was just talking about like small things like using either gender neutral or the feminine version of words versus just using the default masculine and she's like yeah you know at first they laugh but then later they text you and they see somebody else doing it incorrectly and they're like proud of themselves for catching it so so we were outside with her brother and her husband and her and they would like pipe in sometimes but here's a small clip from her so it's everyday things and uh, every day when you drop these things on his mind he he starts thinking differently and it really works it really works you know i have some friends uh, over there and they are really they used to be patriarchal thinking and now they i really use the i really know that they are trying to use this i i don't know if it is right if it is called feminitives in english yeah she was great she was really like gushy about the podcast which was really nice she was like i'm so happy you guys are doing this and it's so amazing and like at one point in this conversation i remember i mean things are starting to get blurry at this point so because we're like many many vodka shots right so like basically you're like you're probably taking like vodka shots like every 30 minutes maybe maybe more 15 yeah every 15 you're eating with it you're eating like these little bread with herring and at this place thinly sliced potatoes and pickles which were really delicious so you're not just like grossly drinking and not eating but drinking a lot like the rhythm of it and this is often the way i mean this is this is not a rumorstein thing this is just how russians drink vodka the rhythm is like when you drink you're gonna say a toast so somebody speaks you like listen and you drink for something and yeah and then you do the shot and then you wait a little bit and like talk i don't know exactly what our rhythm was we always we always said a toast we always drank for something yeah but, but usually something ridiculous. But basically, we're like pretty. This is the fourth place, and we're like pretty shway state by this point. Um, but I remember blurly when we were talking to Christina outside. She's like, "It's really crazy here. Like the mentality of like gender differences. It's like Saudi Arabia. The, the brother was like, except here you can drive. Like, yeah, the oh brother was kind of an idiot. Yeah, the brother was kind of a dick. I mean, I don't want to like give too much attention to that comparison because it's like really not, it's like really extreme comparison. It's like not like Saudi Arabia here at all. I just appreciated her like being kind of, you know, in a group of like fairly normal, normal people and like really making an effort to educate them in her own way yeah and like the husband was obviously proud of it because as soon as we were like do you have any like women in your group we could talk to he's like well my wife is a feminist and yeah. so am I. my wife is a feminist and so am I. I love it like we didn't ask if she was a feminist yeah. Yeah. at that point because we because we were talking to a lot of men so we, we and yeah as smith said we were just like do you got any girls we were like being yeah. really ridiculous like why are we hey, asking for a girl over there <laughs> <interview>. <laughs> we want to interview someone so yeah thank you christina that was lovely lovely and really unexpected interaction because i guess i was too drunk to recognize when the the chanting phrase to recognize that that phrase is like a phrase that belongs to the liberal movement and the opposition but 
as I said, this is the same people. This group of people are the people who I got all these like intense like football, football. fan I, maybe vibes. Maybe it was just because they were being loud and they also were sitting underneath a football yeah, game. Yeah. Like, I, they like the football. I, I suggested that even though they were sitting under the TV not looking at it. So, But I was associated right, with yeah. them. But it turns out they're a bunch of feminists and like softy, nice people. Yeah. Yeah, so do you want to inter- introduce the next person? Yeah, so the next guy we talked to was also from this table, and he's the guy with the beat-up face. We're, like, between tables standing, and we're, like, totally interacting with a lot of people now. Like, we've gotten over our nervous barrier because we are drunk. And he was kind of nervous to talk to me. I remember that. Like, he started off by being, like, oh, I don't really, like, want to be on record be recorded i'm like concerned about that and i was like you don't have to say your name like you don't, no no one will say your name and we won't say his name but i think i asked him about his face so should we just play the clip because i don't really remember exactly how i started tell us a little bit about like what what is interesting to you about fem- the feminist agenda in russia like what do we need to do about feminism at first at first i think we we need to compare compare all genders at second uh, we need all uh, lgbt homosexual lesbians yeah. uh, we need give uh, give them rights because in russia in putin's russia yeah. they haven't rights if i if i told you yeah, yeah and then uh, putin and his friends uh, they shot me no they don't know who you are они вас ну не знают к сожалению путин is everywhere да нет но не знаю кто вы просто нет не знает homosexual and somebody fought you fuck and then fight yeah fuck. The, the, somebody beat you yeah yeah many many guys maybe some nazis fuck guys not some fuck those people those people fucking suck we hate those people yeah fuck those people Ma- <laughs> it's okay <laughs> um our rainbow flag will rise above the Kremlin, right? Yeah, yeah. our rainbow flag will raise, will raise about the Kremlin. <laughs> oh my god, that is so... This is getting into drug territory for a little, little over here. Oh my god, I'm really embarrassed. First of all, my Russian was horrible. That's not, <laughs> that's not like a, anyone who speaks Russian who heard me speak in that clip. That's not actually how I sound. I was just really drunk and I'm like... <laughs> like I'm like slurring my words, really embarrassing. And they're like, they're like, your Russian's so good. They're lying. <laughs> they're just lying. Um, they're very nice people. They're really nice people. But obviously, you can hear me getting drunk because I'm getting like confused. I'm like, wait, what? Really? They, they beat you. They beat you. And then you're like really triumphant. The rainbow Suddenly you're like ally number. Oh my god, that was such an amazing. I forgot about that. So he tells me he's gay, and then after. So I, that means I had asked him about feminism first. Christina was like, this is my friend. He's really into feminism also. And you're like, okay, let me ask him about that. Okay. And then, so I asked him about feminism, not knowing that 
his face is beat up because he got in a fight because he's gay and then he tells me that story and of course like in my little slow my brain's a little slow to pick up on it but then i'm like oh my god really the part where i'm speaking russian poorly is i'm just saying like oh no 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 like putin doesn't know who you are unfortunately like he doesn't care about us basically he doesn't know who you are and he and he like insists that this is like i mean he's probably just really drunk too but he was like insisting on this sort of paranoia level that i've like never i've never encountered that just saying like, yeah. i mean not that i talk yeah. to a lot of like um strangers but i don't know like i i haven't encountered that kind of like fear about just okay i think it has to do with the fact that i have a it definitely has to do with the fact you, that the microphone. A microphone he just got in a fight over his sexuality like he's a little tender or whatever yeah i mean i, I it's definitely the microphone that i think was like he doesn't know where the microphone is going like, yeah where, where is, is this clip going? going even though like i'm like what no one's gonna be able to like trace your voice by the sound of your voice but at some at some point he he said like we need to raise the rainbow flag over the Kremlin in Russian and and he's like I don't know how to say that but and then when I translated I'm of course like yelling <laughs> like raise the rainbow flag <laughs> oh my god it's really embarrassing um but yeah he was a really lovely person and it's it's just it was I I just like yeah I can't sort of get over this enough how wonderful it is that like the stereotypical image of these people turned out to be so so thoroughly yeah, the opposite yeah, of what we thought real. it was like the whole situation is like really serendipitous okay so the we're getting close to the end we have just one little clip i want to play from sasha who was part of our party at this point and she was just like a really nice beautiful math teacher she spoke a little bit of english but she didn't really want to speak english but we asked her very briefly about the banya because that's what we had done the other night was go to the banya. When she first came in, she's friends with the two boys that we were with. So when she first came in, we were like, can we interview a little bit? Like, do you speak English? And she was like, yeah, but let's wait a little bit. Like, let me get yeah. a little bit drunker. Yeah. And then like an hour later or whatever, she was like, if we do an interview, we need to do it like soon or something because I might like go over the thresholds where I can't do it. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> okay, I don't know what to explain. Where Banya go? Oh, okay, after the best Banya, you should go and to have a swimming in snow. Is this for real? We have been in the Banya in the city. There's no snow in this fucking September. What do we do? Uh, then what do you do? I I don't go to Banya at all. <laughs> yes, uh, because it's uh, oil, very Russian team. Oh, this is really hard for me. This is really embarrassing. The first Russian anyone on this podcast hears you speak is like slurred, drunk, like being like really belligerent. Being like, of course, you. That's basically what I'm saying. I don't know. Of course, All interrupting. Right. So, <laughs> so we have one final clip from our dear Nastia to end out the night. A little word about vodka. We all need to remember that there is an essential water. Uh, called uh, voda or vodka, and we all, we all. Uh, I'm gonna drink first uh, because this is extremely important. Yeah, 
uh, that's the episode. I hope you enjoyed it, even though it was just us blathering on and on and on about our drunken night last night. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at She's in Russia. Sign up for our newsletter at She's in Russia.com and give us a call and ask us questions about Russia at 347-292-7126. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn other ones anything Uh, that you uh. listen to podcasts on because we're on there folks and just a side note we're gonna be putting together a article form of this podcast of this episode which will be basically like a tour of petersburg rumichnaya's a guide a guide we'll write like a little history and list places not just the four places we went to but other places as well and with like a map and names and you know like the basic information about each one we're gonna publish that this coming week you can get wasted <laughs> drinking vodka too all right and one last thing uh we curated a playlist for radio public if you don't know what radio public is it is a podcast app whose goal is to like bring the curation library experience to the podcast listener um so we curated a playlist for them called Russia's More Than That and it's just a collection of different podcast episodes from other podcasts besides ours and ours included episodes that handle Russia and Russian culture and Russian history and Russian politics in a way that we think is responsible if you don't have the Radio Public app downloaded already and you have space on your phone I recommend doing it it's a nice app and they have all these different sorts of playlists so that you can find stuff that's not just This American Life so go ahead and check that out And we will see you next week. Bye.